Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, your host, I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. I work with Dr. Hoffman at 635 Madison Avenue, 14th floor, here in New York, in Midtown. If you'd like to make an appointment, call Liz at the office, 212-779-1744. Again, 212-779-1744. I appreciate all of your questions, topics of interest, and if you'd like to email me some, email me at radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. <clears throat> I've got a nice email here, <clears throat> pardon me, from Adrian, Adrian here in New York. Dear Layla, thank you for thank you so much for all you do to keep us informed and empowered to improve our health. Adrian, thank you for listening. Um, Adrian writes, My family consumes commercial, sugar-free, avocado oil-based mayonnaise on a regular basis. Virtually all are made with refined avocado oil and contain whole eggs and egg yolks. I love eating organic eggs, so I don't have a fear of eggs or cholesterol per se. That's a good thing. And before I go on with Adrian's question, you don't have to be afraid of the cholesterol in your egg yolks or the cholesterol in your butter or the cholesterol in your meat, in your shrimp. It doesn't necessarily translate to cholesterol in the body. You're probably deriving about 10% of, of your, your cholesterol from diet, if that much, even depending on how you eat. 80 to 90% of the cholesterol is made by your liver because it's a necessary essential substance. It's a substance that is part of all of our cell membranes. It's called the phospholipid cell membrane. So coming back to Adrian's question here. However, since commercial egg containing products must be pasteurized, I'm wondering if this process damages the fats and proteins in the eggs and could raise LDL. Also not sure about quote refined and quote avocado oil. I much preferred commercial 100% olive oil mayonnaise, but it's impossible to find. 
now that everyone has jumped on the avocado oil bandwagon. That's true. I thought this would be a good question since so many consumers are using these olive oil-based commercial mayonnaises and sauces. It's true. I myself have moved toward more of an avocado oil-based mayonnaise rather than using the regular, rather than using the regular old Hellman's mayonnaise, which is soybean oil. And of course, Hellman's is not the only brand. There are lots of other brands where they are primarily made of soybean oil, which much of it is GMO, a lot of omega-6, very pro-inflammatory. And I'm not a big mayonnaise person. My husband is. He loves his mayonnaise, but I don't look for it. It's not a condiment I use very often. And when I do use it, like in an egg salad or a shrimp salad or a lobster salad, something like that, I use very little of it, very, very little. So coming back to this question, I want to talk about the eggs first. Uh, Adrian is concerned that commercial egg, pro- egg, egg containing products, they have to be pasteurized. It's true. And she's wondering if the process damages the fats and proteins in the eggs and could raise LDL. Well, here is directly from the USDA, the, the, you know, the, the, the United States Department of Agriculture. It says here, this is directly from their website, Ask USDA, the law requires that all egg products distributed for consumption be pasteurized. This means that they must be rapidly heated and held at a minimum required temperature for a specific time. This destroys salmonella, but it does not cook the eggs or affect their color, flavor, or nutritional value or use. Okay, And when it comes to dried egg whites, they are pasteurized by heating in the dried form. We're talking about other commercially uh, prepared products that contain eggs in them. But So pasteurization, it destroys salmonella and likely other bacteria uh, that may be associated, but it does not cook the eggs or affect their color, flavor, and all of that. So since it's not cooking the eggs, Adrian... It is not, quote, damaging the fats and proteins in the eggs. There are ways to cook. Heat is one, but pasteurization doesn't go that far as to cook them. Uh, Agitation is another. You know, when you whip your egg whites into soft peaks or you whip your egg yolks and you start making custard and so forth, that is also a a bit of a cooking process. When you add, uh, also when you add acid, whether it's lemon juice or vinegar, typically uh, some kind of citrus or something like that, that also cooks, and it denatures proteins. That is part of the, quote, cooking process, which you could call it damage to the fats and proteins, but I'll tell you what. You eat a raw egg. It reminds me of the original Rocky movie where he cracks like five or six raw eggs into a glass and drinks it all down. Ooh, yeah, I couldn't do that. Anyway... Well, guess what? Whether you cook it in a pan or you beat it up in a blender or you add acid and you whip it up like you're making a mayonnaise, right? You would add maybe some lemon juice to that if you're making a homemade mayonnaise, right? When you eat a raw egg, should you eat a raw egg, when it goes down into your stomach, you've got stomach acid there, which is on par with uh, the pH of lemon juice. It is highly, highly acidic. And it is like that for a couple of reasons. 
to destroy foodborne illness, to destroy any kind of bacteria, you know, to protect you, and B, to digest your food. It needs to be broken down. It needs to be digested. It needs to be, quote, cooked. That also happens in your stomach. So, and I remember there was some kind of, I don't know, myth going around about don't scramble your eggs. It damages the cholesterol. It oxidizes the cholesterol in the eggs and stuff. Well, your stomach acid's already going to do that. So there's no way around that. It's still going to happen in your stomach. So, Adrian, I would worry less about the pasteurization, you know. And if you were to make your own mayonnaise at home, you know, it doesn't last forever in the fridge. Maybe a couple of days, really not more than two days, maybe. And you could find recipes online for how to make your, your own mayonnaise. You want to really source good, fresh, organic eggs when you do so. Please, you know, keep yourself safe. And now, coming to the question about refined avocado oil. I know avocado oil is really taken off because uh, a lot of the fat in there is also monounsaturated. It almost resembles to some degree olive oil, which is a monounsaturated fat, which is healthy for us. But any oil that's been refined, that means it's not a first cold press. It's not extra virgin. So whenever we give the advice to use any olive oil at all, we say use first cold press extra virgin. We want to say, give the same advice with avocado oil or any oil, including coconut oil, right? These are the primary fats to use or cook with. So when it's refined, what they've done is they basically, you know, press the fat out of the oil. Uh, they may use other catalysts to do that. That may include metals or other catalysts to do so. I know they do that in the ref in the refined vegetable oil industry to do with like corn oil, canola oil, all of that. And it's processed under high heat. And when you first extract the fat from canola, from rapeseed, from corn, from soybean, right? From sunflowers, from safflower, you're left with a gray, opaque, kind of yucky looking product. Well, nobody's going to buy that off the shelf. That's why the food processing, the vegetable oil processing industry needs to refine it. They need to remove that cloudy color by, get this, bleaching. And it's also got a funky, funky odor. It's got a funky aroma. They also have to deodorize it. So they need to change its color to something more appealing. And they also need to deodorize it. That's what we're talking about when we talk about any type of refined oil. You know, that light-colored stuff, that Wesson oil, that canola oil, that light olive oil that many people prefer using because they don't like olive oil's very pungent, fruity flavor. I love that stuff. I could just drink it. <laughs> anyway, I love a good, fruity, uh, you know, hit me in the back of the throat kind of heat, olive oil, you know, that kind of a thing. Good quality product. That's really what we're talking about. So yeah, again, when we're getting, you want to get the best quality when you're getting a mayonnaise, you want to get organic. That's also helpful. Uh, but as much unrefined oil as possible. I know many people 
who want to cook with coconut oil but can't stand the coconut scent. I personally don't want to eat coconut coconut scented fried eggs in the morning either, right? So I'm actually not using coconut oil to fry my eggs. I'm using good quality Irish butter, pastured butter. That's what I use. Now, you may use other things like ghee. You may use refined coconut oil if you're not liking the coconut flavor. They have to remove the flavor. They have to remove the scent. So there's deodorization going on. There's processing of it going on. So I simply don't use the coconut oil where I don't like the flavor, but I will definitely use coconut oil and always the unrefined. I'm not using refined anything. The coconut oil I will use completely unrefined for, you know, organic, all of the above. You know what I'm talking about. I will use it when I'm, you know, sauteing scallops with garlic. The coconut oil lends to the scallops naturally occurring sweetness. I kid you not. It is absolutely delicious. Try it at home. So that is something. Adrian, I love your question. You know, this is a question to really think about. And a lot of avocado oil, I've even been recommending avocado oil as another like runner up to olive oil, coconut oil, ghee, or pastured butter, things like that. Uh, it doesn't have that much of a flavor to it either. I mean, when you eat avocado, it's not something that's pungent or harsh or has much flavor. It's kind of mild, right? And I think uh, avocado oil in that sense, if you get it unrefined, is still going to be quite mild and kind of nice to cook with, saute with, use in a salad dressing, although I will always primarily use coconut oil for that. Uh, not coconut oil for, for salad dressing, olive oil, olive oil for salad dressing. So, Adrian, thank you for that very, very, very thoughtful question. There's something else I want to talk to you about today. That histamine could be a key player in depression. We're seeing more and more people walk into the office with histamine intolerance, with a lot of allergy and histamine, and many of these patients are presenting with... Uh, hives, the appearance of hives or welts on their skin or rashes or itching for no good reason. Never happened before. What's going on? What's going on? And suddenly there's all this histamine. Well, researchers from, uh, from college in London and University of South Carolina add to mounting evidence that inflammation and the accompanying release of the molecule histamine affects a key molecule responsible for mood in the brain, and that is serotonin. So if replicated in humans, this is a mouse study. Let me warn you, it's a mouse study. If, replica if replicated in humans, the findings, which identify histamine as a new molecule of interest in depression, could open up new avenues for treating depression, which is the most common mental health problem worldwide. Yeah, you think? Now, inflammation is a blanket term describing an immune response. Triggers the release of histamine in the body. This increases blood flow to affected areas to flood them with immune cells, 
while these help of, of while these effects help the body to fight infections both long term and acute inflammation is increasingly linked to depression to depression both long term and acute inflammation is increasingly linked to depression i'll tell you i have a case study myself i've had a couple of people tell me they feel their mood is better when they take you know an anti-inflammatory a, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug an NSAID like aspirin or ibuprofen which is Advil or Motrin or naproxen sodium which is your brand name Aleve right this is all very interesting so inflammation accompanies infections but they can also be caused by stress allergic responses and a host of chronic diseases like diabetes obesity obesity cancer and neurodegenerative diseases and you know all of these chronic diseases are on the rise so researchers say inflammation could play a huge role in depression and there's already strong evidence that patients with both depression depression and severe inflammation are the ones most likely not to respond to antidepressants our work shines a spotlight on histamine as a potential key player in depression this and its interactions with the feel good molecule serotonin may thus be a crucial new avenue in improving serotonin based treatments for depression now serotonin is a chemical mes- messenger and it's most often referred to as the feel good molecule is a key target for depression tackling drugs commonly prescribed selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors those are SSRIs that's your Prozac and your Paxil and all that they inhibit the reabsorption of serotonin in the brain allowing it to circulate for longer and improve mood that's how these selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors work however although SSRIs bring relief to many who take them <clears throat> a growing number of individuals are resistant to their effects meaning it's not working researchers think one reason for this could lie in the specific interactions between chemical messengers or neurotransmitters including serotonin and histamine so they dive deep into a mouse study they manipulated in all kinds of ways and what they found on further examination they found that the histamine in the brain was triggered triggered by the inflammatory response and directly inhibited the release of serotonin by attaching to inhibitory receptors on the serotonin neurons these inhibitory receptors are also present on human serotonin neurons so this effect might translate to people now to counter this the researchers administered these antidepressant drugs to mice but they were much less able to boost serotonin levels than in the control mice the control mice where they did nothing they posited that this is because these antidepressant medications these SSRIs directly increased the amount of histamine in the brain canceling out its serotonin boosting action wow So for those of you taking your Prozac, your Paxil, all the other any uh all the other 
antidepressants out there. If it's not working, it could be because you have a lot of histamine circulating around. That could be taken care of. So, so this new molecule of interest, the researchers say that if their work translates to humans, remember this is a mouse study, if their work translates to humans, it could help us towards eventually diagnosing depression by measuring chemicals like serotonin and histamine in human brains. So what do we do? Take, a, take your Prozac and take an Advil? Hmm. Or take an antihistamine like a Benadryl, right? Because we're talking about not just the inflammation, but the histamine. They also say the findings open new avenues to explore histamine as a causative agent of depression, including potentially developing novel, novel drugs that reduce, reduce histamine in the brain. We already dispense with enzymes to reduce uh, uh, histamine, like dowamine oxidase, dowamine oxidase to reduce histamine when I put somebody on a low histamine diet. And it's found to be very, very helpful. The rashes, the hives, they tend to diminish and eventually go away. So because this work was done in animals, more research will be needed to know if the concepts translate to humans. So pain, which accompanies inflammation, can also change neurotransmitter levels. But we know this. Pain, when you're in chronic pain, for those of you in chronic pain, it messes with your serotonin. It totally does. So those people need more of a boost. So anyway, uh, this is very, very interesting research. They also add, the researchers add, inflammation is a whole body response and is therefore hugely complex. Depression is similarly complex and the chemicals involved are affected in myriad ways by both genetic and environmental factors. Thus, they say we need to look at more complex models of depression behaviors in both mice and humans to get a fuller picture of both histamine and serotonin's roles in depression. This was in Science Daily. The date of this Science Daily article was August 17 of 2021. So again, if you have any topics of interest or questions, radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. And I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1 with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years. They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. In my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com myfavoriteoliveoil.com. This is Layla Mutin, RD. 
I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.